I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> the time's going up. It's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, what was that, something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360! The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people... Who actually Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, hey what's going on? Welcome to Supercoach 360. Your boy, Jesse J. We're in the caravan of chaos once again. Talk all things Supercoach. We've got a mad chat coming up with Maddie Perso from, well, from Maddie Perso, really. As a self-confessed Supercoach slut, he's been on all the podcasts lately. He's been doing a bit of writing for Playbook. He's a very knowledgeable Supercoach mind. Uh, so we had a bit of a chat to him. We're going to show you that uh, as well. We've got uh, a list of cheapies. Bergs has a list of, what do you have a list of, Bergs? Was it highly owned players? Stuff. Yes. Yeah, we got highly owned players that we go through with Perso. And then I'll have some injuries from the last couple of rounds of trials, plus all the people who got named. Um, Jewel. We've, we might not touch on that, but it's... Yeah, I think everyone knows who they are. It's all over Supercoach. There wasn't many added anyway. Um, what else are we going to talk about? We were going to talk about some draft stuff, but I don't think we're going to do that because we end up talking heaps with Perso. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's do a couple of quick shout-outs. Go shout-out the Supercoach Hub, uh, Two Blokes, One Draft, their draft podcast as well from Watto and... SC Stats Man. SC Supercoach Stats Man. Um, uh, and... Join our overall Supercoach group, uh, 709-236 as well. Just go on your Supercoach app, go to leagues, join group, 709-236. Get in there. Um, we've got a $100 gift card for the winner of that one, I believe. Thanks, Teddy. Uh, and possibly the ring. And I know Con promised something last week, but we still don't know what it is. He said give him two weeks, so let's see what he's got up his sleeve. He's forgot anyway. Yeah, anyway. 100%. I know. No. Oh, ticking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now they are anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, so, yeah, oh, we've also got something from Braddo, which we'll get into uh, in a sec. He talks us through some 5.8s and what to do in the position, especially now that we've got uh, some dual 5.8s in KP, who Con loves. Um, AJ's a dual at 5.8. You've got Burton. You've got Dewey. You've got, uh, you know, options like Schuster. So, you know... Some people are trying to figure out what to do there. But let's jump into some cheapies. I want to talk through a list of names to look out for come TLT. It's only a week away. Um, less than that now, six days. So, um, Carm Pereira from the Titans. They're all center wings to get us started. Carm Pereira from the Titans. Uh, currently a 41% ownership, so I'm guessing that name's gotten out there, as well as Paul Alamotti 
uh, from the Bulldogs. Look very likely to get spots. Camperera killed it in the trial the other day. Got a hat trick or something. Four. Four in the end. Jesus. 137 Supercoach points, I think I saw. Um, Kalo Kalo from Souths, if he gets a spot, which I'm still not entirely sure of. Jack Bostock from the Dolphins, all bargain basement, these guys. Uh, and I've also heard good things about Braden Williami over at the Warriors. Um, Will War- Warbrick. But, and yes, now William Warbrick. Now Dean Ayeramaya uh, has gone down. I and do just believe. his trial game too on the weekend. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about him. Very so, impressive. All right, cool. So William Warbrick's now added to that list. I don't have his ownership stats with me. but um, Don't worry, they'll go up. Yeah, well, that's it. I'll come to LT. Uh, in the 5.8s, uh, if you are looking to run, you know, with a cheap 5.8. And if you remember eight, that Braden Williamy, he was at the Dragons he's only... last year and big letdown. Yeah. Yeah, he's that guy that got stuck on here in his eye. Um, Warbrick's only at 15%. Expect that to change. Uh, yeah, so in the 5.8 position, we've got uh, Josh Schuster, Luke Metcalf, who's currently at 5%, 250k. And oh, both injured now, too. And KO Weeks. Um, Burke's put on my radar for Manly as a 5.8. Uh, could possibly come in to cover Schuster, so it might also be a little bit of a trap there, but 234k. Um, 1% ownership currently, but apparently looked very good in the trial game. He Could played, possibly play wing. I think Cooper he, Johns gets the spot. Yeah, he played... In the 5-8, yeah, but... He definitely played in the back line. He wasn't playing 6. I don't know if he chimed in at 1. Um, but, yeah. Mm, he was. Was he at 1, was he? Yeah, he looked all right. He wasn't too bad. So possibly someone to look out for. Well, um, Turbo well goes when Turbo down. goes down again... <laughs> Don't say that. As long as we get eight to ten rounds out of turbo, good <laughs> rounds, it's all right, you know. Yes, yeah, still origin. So moving on to the back row, boys. Um, Siwa Wong over at the Roosters. Uh, Jack Howarth for Melbourne. Jewel in the centre wing and the centre in the back row. Um, but I'm also hearing that he might be getting a start and he could definitely be a trap. Um, ben Murdoch Masilla, dual position second row front row. Uh, Ray Stone, set, dual position second row hooker. And Jack Hetherington, dual position second row front row. Also injured at the moment, I believe. Yeah. Yes, he is. And then rounding it out with what I believe is a must have at 48% ownership, Jermaine Hopgood for the Eels. Absolutely. Yeah, well, Incredible guys. ownership on him. 101%. Lock well, how Schuster's above him is beyond me. Um, I know it's value for money game, but well, there won't be any more. I don't think not with Manly having the buy and him being injured. No he's, guarantee. He's still the highest. Back. He's still the highest staying player in the game. I don't, I don't think there'll be much difference each way between Schuster and Hopgood's average. Yeah, there probably not. There probably won't be. But to start the year, especially now with Schuster going down, you're probably better off finding the extra fifty. Oh, he's lucky in Hopgood. Get Hopgood, if if Hopgood, heaven forbid, goes to shit before Schuster even gets a price rise, you could trade down, you know? I do believe Braddo has some uh, some points on this particular topic, so I might leave it to him and see what we have to say. Louis, afterwards. you got anything on this, mate? He does, but he was not paying much attention. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What? <laughs> So that's a no Sorry. Uh, in the front row. <laughs> so maybe he could be thinking deep, real deep. We've got Davey Mowali, Makahesi Makatoa, Jewel in the back row. Uh, Sean Kepi, now also Jewel in the back row. 
Uh, and that's pretty much it for my list of cheapies. No one really at hooker. Sonny Luke, I mean, I'm hearing yeah. Rugby League Guru on the Bloke Podcast talking good things about him. Going to have a blinder of a season. But is that for was injured. or is that for football? Well, I mean, he does both. But, I mean, he, he was going through his stats from when he played bigger minutes last year uh, in a few games that he did. And, dude, breaks, tackles, you know what I mean? Like, he, he was, yeah, he... Decent numbers, and it would have been decent Supercoach scores too. From the way Jerome Law was speaking earlier in the week about Mitch Kenny, from what I gathered from that, it's Mitch Kenny's spot pretty much, and saying Luke might get a few minutes here and there, but going forward, Mitch Kenny's the man. Okay, well, let's see how it plays out come round one. I mean, look, to be it honest... It won't last long because Mitch Kenny can't feel the role that they need him to play. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've got, um, I've got Brandon Smith and Harry Grant in my hookers currently. If Sonny Luke comes out in the first two games and is having blinder, getting minutes, then I'll probably look to bring him into my team, you know, because he's going to be making bank. But, um, yeah, at this point, I'm just going clear because I can't even find a way to put him in my team to take the punt. So, Well, on the hypothetical, who do you punt? You punt the, the highest scoring hooker in Harry Grant, or do you punt B. Smith, who's probably going to make 200 grand for... A sunny Luke, you're better off just holding out with your B. Smith, who should get 65 this year, you reckon? That's what I'm thinking. And Harry's it'll all come along down. he's 70 odd. For me, it all comes down to who's going to lose the cash. So if it's going to be Harry losing a bunch of cash, then I'll jump off him. I, I know he'll come back later. He's I don't Harry. know if you see him losing a bunch of cash, but like, where, what's a bunch to you? Like, where are you going to draw the line? 150 grand or 50 grand or. Yeah, probably still that 150 grand mark that we talked about for what a trade is worth. Yeah. You know, 150 to 200K, yeah, you're leaking too much cash. You've got to go. Yeah. Right, temporarily, because I just need that cash. So I need to reinvest that cash and keep that cash in my team and growing, especially for those first 10 weeks. My whole game is just about trying to generate as much cash. You guys have talked me more and more into points, but, you know, my centers are still thin, my back row is still thin. Everywhere else is pretty strong, but I've gone for guns, you know. Um, I've now got Teddy Turbo, Cleary Hines, Dewey Burton, and Harry Brand. Uh, yeah, Harry and Brandon at the top. So, and I've made sure I've got a gun pretty much in each other position. So, yeah, but I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I don't even know how comfortable I'm with this team. Luke Garner's not even in my team anymore. Not after the trials. I don't know what he's going to get. Doesn't look like he's going to be able to fill that kick-out hole. So, well, going off what Jerome Lewis I said earlier in this week again. Garn is his boy. It's his spot. And their combination's been flowing well over the five weeks in the pre-season that they've had together, and they're looking to continue it. All right, sweet. Well, yeah, look, I mean, there, there's promise there, but... You know he has to do a bit of extra tackling because Luai's not real good at it. Yeah, and Luai likes starting trouble, which so, means more tackles coming his way. Also, if it's the weaker side, it's going to be targeted as well, you know? Yeah. So... You're not running Nath. No, you got Nath, and then beside Nath, you got Martin. Martin, and then outside Thanks. you got Critter and Toto. It's you're just better off running that. Nah, Toto's moving to the left. Have we got confirmation? Or I do believe just... so. I do believe Toto's going to move over to his preferred left edge, and you're going to get the cheapier on the spread experience a bit. I dare say it's going to be what side this young fella coming through prefers to play. Yeah, yeah. If he prefers to play right. I think they'll accommodate him, put him on the right. If he prefers to play left, I think they'll accommodate him, put him on the left, make him feel as comfortable as they possibly can coming into first grade, where Toto's interchangeable. 
He's yeah, going to do what yeah, he does on yeah. the left or the right. Yeah, and tie, tie with Luai on the left, though, like weapons. And you've got Tungo there now as well. But again, like we've talked about in the talk with Perso on that, I think we talked about it. Um, They've lost a lot over there, Penrith, on that left side. They've lost kicks. Talon May was their guy. He would have trained there all pre-season. Don't get me wrong, these other guys train there, but they're still not their first pick guys, you know, so... Well, just his work rate and his ability. He was a gun. Yeah, he come through, come through. He was shining light last year for Penrith. Big like. time. Well, well, I could tell you there's been massive raps on Taruva around Penrith for years, bro. Everyone's knowing that he's an up-and-comer and he is a massive talent as they've been watching him come through the lower grades because he kills it. So we'll see if Taruva or this Jesse McLean gets the spot. Did Dan tell me he went through the Penrith development squad? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just fucking around. <laughs> no idea what it means. Um, all right. Just, so, yeah. Sorry, just a quick one on uh, Brian Toto. I saw a comment by the team at NRL Supercoach Pro, um, and they actually said, looking at the stats from 19, excluding 21 with that six again rule, 19, 20, and 22, whenever Toto played on the left, he still averaged around the same, the 58, 59 points. Oh, yeah? I believe Perso did something similar in our chat. Yeah. All right, sweet ass. What was that? Who sent you that again? Uh, it was NRL Supercoach Pro. Team NRL. I saw Good a comment about there. that. So. Good yeah. little thing there we got. They have um, over there at NRL Supercoach Pro. I think there's a a post in the uh, closed group for people if they want to get the thing. We've got codes. So go check out the closed group or contact us and we can give you a code, I think. Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. You're the tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, first I'm hearing of it, Berks. Uh, anyway, the joys of being live. What else you got on your list there? You want to take us through your casualty water? Should we hear from Brad uh, first? Uh, yeah, let's hear Good evening, everybody. Good evening to all the boys in the Caravan of Chaos at 360 NRL Podcast. G'day, guys. I hope everyone's well. Hope all our super coaches are well out there. Well, the trials are over and the fun now begins. I hope everyone's just a bit like me and made about 30,000 changes. Um, I put an article up this week on... Uh, it, it'll You can find it there on three uh, the 360 Facebook page. It's to do with five eights because at the moment um, myself and quite a lot of other super coaches all find themselves in a bit of a conundrum um, about uh, five eights and what to do. Um, over the weekend we saw Burton come out and play and all of a sudden he, he lost about 10% in ownership in about 24 hours. He uh, yeah His stocks really plummeted and a lot of people jumped ship from him and have gone over to Dewey. Um, I don't mind this one, actually. I think Dewey actually has a better PPM and a few other statistics that back up probably is a better uh, a pick-up than Burton. Burton did start the year very slow last year, so, um, you know, it's you know, it, it could be... It, it might take him a while to find his feet, although he did come home with an average of over 70, and that's what everyone's so sort of excited about, to see if he could do that again. Um, if he did that again, of course, he'd... You know, he's going to make you some good cash and probably be a nice way to get into Munster uh, a bit later on. Um, but meanwhile, okay, so people are choosing Dewey, but in the meantime, of course, Schuster 
has gone down and he at least won't play round one. He won't play round two. And there's no surety that he's going to play even round three. So it, uh, it now there's a decision to be made by supercoaches. What do we do? Um, now, there's two main philosophies of thought here. Um, you can stick with Schuster uh, being a cheapie um, and just ride out the injury time. And uh, when uh, the time comes, you know, um, hopefully he'll start making you some cash. You, you weren't going to play him in your top 17 anyway, or you shouldn't have been. So you should you should be strong enough that you don't really need Schuster um, to be playing. And you shouldn't have been playing him at any rate. He's, he's there as a cash machine to start off with um, and for you to get a good look at. Um, and then beside him, of course, you play a gun. Now, whether that gun be Munster or whether that gun be Dewey, Burton, um, or even Brimson, right? You've, you've got to pick somebody that uh, yeah, is going to be playing in your 17 week in and week out. Um, so that is, that is the first philosophy. Um, the second philosophy, which, which is quite an interesting one, and it's a great strategy, is to pick two uh, reasonable 5-8 options. So you could say pick a Dewey um, and Brimson. Brimson's only about 30,000 more than him and um, you know Brimson did end after at the end last year and he didn't play 5-8 all year. He played um, he played all over the place really. He played off the bench. He played fullback. So he did have varying minutes but he ended the year with a, it was 0.8 PBM, which for uh, in the 5'8 spot is not too bad. It's not as good as Cam Munster's, you know. Cam Munster's over one, um, and he's the one that we want to get to. But, um, okay, so you go with two reasonable 5'8s. Uh, um, that means you're probably going to have to sacrifice a little bit of value in your second row um, or up in your forwards there somewhere. But the good news is, is it come round four when uh, Schuster looks like playing, or even round five, round four, round five, whatever it is, um, you've got a bloke that you can whack straight in, piss off some of your deadwood, so you might, one of those five eights Dewey or Brimson might not be firing, or one of your second rows might not be firing, and you've got a perfect uh, player to come in um, and remove some of the deadwood, uh, and you can then move along. Um, not a bad strategy. The other strategy, of course, is to have him sit there. He's a perfect uh, loop option uh, for your vice-captain's loop. Um, but, yeah, it's, it really just depends on who, um, yeah, yeah, which one you, you know, which one you want to go with there, which strategy. So, boys, there in the, in the caravan of uh, chaos, um, you know, it... <laughs> Tell me what you think. Well, what do we reckon? What do we reckon this bloke, Brimson, is the ultimate pod. As we said, 0 0.8. Um, you know, he's, a, he's an absolute goer. And this year he's got a, a fullback spot, which they've already said is his. Um, so you would think at least the first six weeks he will be starting out in fullback. Um, he's proven that he can work it and can make it work very well at fullback. Um, and if we go back a previous year, his PBM and his average was even higher. So, um, you know, he certainly is, is an ultimate pod to really, really look at. Uh, and, of course, everybody else is jumping on this fella, Dewey. Um, there's plenty of other ones to look at, too, out there. I mean, 
if you want to go really crazy, you've got the likes of Dearden. There's nothing really wrong with him. He, he had a, he's quite a safe sort of an option. As for a man, as a, as, if you're really feeling crazy and a bit loopy, you could always go him. Caelan Ponger is another one that is certainly got a lot of people talking. Um, myself, as you know, as pictured here, I, I do like Dewey, so um, I, I think he's probably going to be uh, your go-to fella. All right, so fellas, tell me what you think about those uh, couple of strategies and which strategy uh, are you fellas there in the caravan thinking about going? Um, to all you people at home, thanks for reading the articles. Let's leave a comment every now and again. Um, I'll just try to do my best. Uh, until then, change the team about 50,000 times before now and next week. Um, I think there's only eight sleeps to go or seven sleeps to go till we got football back. That's going to be great. Bring on Thursday week. Till then, catch you all later. Thanks. Bye. Cheers, Braddo. Another, another awesome segment from Braddo. Does awesome write-ups. You find him on pretty much all the pages. He's getting across everywhere now. He's doing the good stuff for PPM, and it's just awesome. Cheers, mate. Uh, just touching back on the strategy, um... With the Schuster thing, um, I'm looking at I'm looking at probably leaving him out of my initial side now, just because of the injury and because they have the buy, and then you get the extra couple of free looks at him to see if he's gonna perform and to see who's not performing in my side and where to put him. So, like I understand, going in with him, you're gonna get him anyway. No, that who say he's gonna be back in round three. Well, that's it. You don't know how long an injury can ex- extend out to anything. It could be a setback. It could be anything. Like, it's just, he yeah. could break a toenail. Probably, no. He's pretty injury-prone, old Chewy. We've, we've said it a few times since we've started podcasting this year. You pretty much need to go in round one with a 25-man squad. Um, maybe, maybe one a play dragon, from dragon. Um, which still is going to count as a 25-man yeah. squad. He has a buy. 25-fit players. Um, yeah, so just, that's just where I'm at for me. Like, I can't carry him into my side now. I, I don't want to carry him into my side due to, yes, we've seen setbacks on numerous occasions, and we need the 25 players playing in the squad. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Louie, you got anything you want to add on that? Like, would you carry, are you going to carry Shuey in or? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm thinking about just keeping, I'm thinking thinking about starting him and keeping him through. Um, Trade saver. However, yeah, exactly. Uh, however, I am tempted by that strategy, what Brad was talking about. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to sacrifice another position and it possibly backfire. So The beauty of Shuey is you can do it in back row or five eight. So it gives you a lot of options in terms of a player to shed and a player to bring in. Yeah. Even if you're getting rid of a five eight well, I mean not that you're gonna have another dual position five eight up there. Yeah. I, yeah I, I've just seen it as a bit of a blessing in disguise. Like, um, I've just seen it's it as a bit of a safety net kind of thing. Yeah, well now now you now you can you can just sit there and you can you can wait for that failure in your squad. Which let's face it, we have them every year. Like we always have that that one rough pick that we probably shouldn't have picked. And now if Schuster, if he does come back around three, round four, then you can downgrade the shit out of your squad. Not to say that he's going to come back and and brain the world, but at a hundred and forty odd k. 
you're not going to lose money on him when he does come back if you catch him adrift. Whereas if you've got someone at the higher end of the scale not performing, you can easily lose a hundred grand. Um, mm. Like you were talking about before, Jazzy, you you cut off lines at one fifty there, but if you can see it happening over a couple of weeks, you you can pull the trigger early, like you said, and not lose anything, and then get gains elsewhere. Yep. All right, so you want me to go to injuries? Yeah, man, just quickly go through that injury list and we get well, to a chat with Perso. What strategy is running with? What that? Um, that's the strategy for me. I'm I'm not playing. Starting with shoe stuff. No, but so what are you doing? Are you going to just start two guns, or are you going to start two middies like Dewey Burton, and then possibly uh, downgrade to Schuster? Or at the moment, yeah, two, two gun halves in Cleary and Hines, and two gun. Uh, no, two, and six just at six. Yeah, two yeah. two midi five eights, Dewey and Burton, because I think they've both got. That in him and Dewey uh, Burton's got the goal kicking too, which I want as many kickers in my size possible. Dewey does too. Yeah, sweet. There yeah. you go. That's it. I just want as many kickers because if they start scoring tries, they just add on extra points, man. Out of nowhere, it's great. Well, I changed my side today when KP got the jewel just to mess around, and I haven't changed it back to anything. But up until today, I had AJ Brimston and Dewey, just because I see the potential in Dewey. I, I'm over, I've overlooked Burton. I'm thinking I'm going to overlook Burton. But AJ Brimson... Based on the trial? No, nah, not based on the trial. Just Did you have him before the trial? I had him a while ago, not not in the last okay. couple of weeks. Like, I, once I seen the difference in him and Dewey, like Dewey last year, like the ease back for Dewey and to still finish where he did. And I, I finished the year with Dewey in my side. And don't get me wrong, I think there was two games at the end he either didn't play or didn't perform, but... Up until that point, smashed it for me, you know. And I remember that with AJ Brimston the year before or the year before that. I remember I had them the last five games of AJ or back to back hundreds or something. And um, I'm just yeah, I, I I see Titans getting better. I don't know if him at fullback is a good option because his floor's so low, but and his ceiling's nowhere near as high as some of the others either. Um, but I do like the pot of AJ Brimston. So if AJ has two stinkers, does Young Campbell get a gig or is it AJ's spot for now and forever and Campbell's on the outer or what's the go there? I'm not sure. Well, you'd have to assume if they don't win a couple on the trot, Holbrook's in trouble first and then you don't know what's going to happen from there. Like, yeah. um, For me, he should be the, like the magic... The, 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 the number one talking point for coaches sack this year. Like last year. Oh, he's you, definitely in the hottest seat. You look at their squad across the board. Like they uh, did okay. O'Brien's not far behind him. No, he's yeah. not. But they didn't use their marquee man to full potential. I think every commentary team across the, the broadcast, ABC and all of it, we're all saying no one uses the $1.2 million man. The $1.2 million man doesn't inject himself. Rudder, rudder, rudder. And. That's a coaching floor as well. Like he hasn't got his number one man up for the challenge, so or he hasn't game plan to get him involved. No, and it was sort of like Furmore had a great year, you know. Like he was went to the other side, and then they just left fucking Deefy out there in the cold again. Like take a scoot, Dave. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, he should be watching his bum, really. Definitely injuries. Injuries, yes. Um, out of the out of the weekend, we've talked a bit about Schuster calf. Round three is what's been written, but nothing set in stone. Talon May done an ACL season. 
Um, should get a cheapie at Penrith. Uh, TPJ done a calf. Um, he's due back around four or five. Royce Hunt, who I heard was due, due I to... I swear we've already done this, eh? Okay, we might have, but we're doing it again. <laughs> um, Do we have to? Yeah, Royce Hunt done an elbow. He's been sent for scans. Because that's when I talked about how McKinnis could increase in his minutes for RA, and you're like Toby Rudolph or Braden Hemuel. He's probably the man to get the... Pretty sure that know. was last week, bro. Maybe pretty know. sure it was about half an hour ago. Sean Not Lane. even. Sean Lane's got a... Um, uh, fractured jaw? A jaw, yeah. We talked about this before we recorded... And he said, let's record. Anyway, Matt Dury done an ankle. It's to be checked. Morgan Harper done a knee to be checked. Brad Parker done a nose to be checked. He's got a snoz, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> Edric Lee ankle to round four or five. So that boss stock might only have a limited run out there at the Dolphins. As long as he gets to that five, I think he could still be worth a look in. Um... Luke Metcalf, hamstring. Reese Walsh done a facial fracture. Um, he's touch and go. They don't know if he'll be back for round one. I think the mascara held back enough for the impact to Well, it's an under-eye right. fracture. Like it's not, it's, I think it's a pain management thing more than a, anything else, but you don't really want to get needles in there. Uh, Pappenhausen's leg, uh, he's saying uh, anything before round eight's ambitious. And that's come from him, so... Um, Tariq Sims has done a calf looking at round three. Uh, Juzzy Olam's elbow, six weeks. Xavier Savage has got a broken jaw and is out for two months. Um, and Rapana got suspended for two weeks, so that sort of puts a bit of a spanner in that one. Um, Jack did Bird, he? yeah, he did. He got suspended for a high shot. Um, Jack Bird's due back round two, not sure on the injury. <clears throat> Kikau got a concussion. And needs to be monitored. He's got to pass protocols to be able to play round one. Davey got a head knock in the same Two game. Two weeks away, but... Yeah, Suwali failed his HIA. Aramia, uh, he's done his ACL and he's gone for the season. And uh, Kamikamika, I think, what, did he do a calf or something? Um, and he's gone for six weeks as well. So that only happened today, so I don't exactly know what happened. I just got sent through. I wouldn't, I wouldn't confirm that either. I don't... Yeah, so they're the injuries. So a couple of them are decent decent injuries. Like um, they will open up some cheapies for us to at least get a couple of price rises. A couple are a bit sketchy though as well. Like um, who was the sketchy one back there? TPJ one. He's coming back four five. So the, whoever's getting their minutes, they'll dry up. So their scores will be inflated for the first two. Three maybe price rises and or one two price rises and then back to normal. And there was someone else. Oh, Lane, Lane's jaw. That's another thing. I'm not sure on what they're going to do with Lane's jaw and how long that's going to be. But who they put there is it going to be that uh, Makatoa? Because he's got a good PBM. Like if he starts, <coughs> I imagine if anything, Hopgood would probably play the edge and Makatoa would go into the middle. He's more a middleman. Yeah, yeah. Hopgood's more versatile, and then once Maddo's back. Well, it's all about the ball game now with the middleman. Like, it's all about picking the right link, you know, or run the well, ball yourself. Hopgood's good at that, and he's got an offload too. Yeah. I don't think Makahisi, Makatoa, but Junior Paul can do that role. 
You can, you're right. Alright, we're past injuries. Sweet as, well let's go to our chat with Perso. Alrighty, welcome to the show, Matty Perso. How you going, buddy? Uh, good, mate. Good to be on, finally. A couple of full starts. Yeah, yeah, well that's it, as it is. You're supposed to be in a caravan of chaos here with us, but you're not. You're locked up in power with the Rona. Spice and virus has finally got me. It's not too bad so far, but um, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's um, okay. That's it. You're sounding all right. You, most people will be fine with it. I don't know. It knocked me on my ass for a couple of days, just stupid tired. But then after that, I was like, oh, yeah, all right, I'll be fine. Um, super coach, super coach, super coach. Let's talk about it. So thank you for coming on the show, finally. It is great to have you on here. Um, let's start where one thing which we haven't really talked about, which is uh, the draw analysis. So you're now doing some writing for the Supercoach playbook. Uh, a little bit. It, it was funny how that came about. I Just um, the way I look at the draw, I came up with um, how I sort of rated the teams. And I sent it to a couple of people like Barnsley and I sent it to Timmy Williams from the playbook and Wilfred and a few others just to see if I was – because before I wrote the article, to see what their thoughts were, I was on track with how I was writing the teams, and then Timmy sort of got talking to me, and we went um, through that. He said, "Oh, do you want to write for playbook?" So now, right So then I sort of didn't put it up anywhere else. So it's in there. So do a couple of articles for them this year, but um, still be doing everything else. Yeah, sweet, good work, man. That's awesome. I gave it a read. Um, interesting. Dragons have one of the juiciest opening draws, one to six, even with the buy to start. They made the top of your list. Yeah. That uh, that surprised me. Pity the the dragons. <laughs> uh, yeah, well that's that that's it. Like, I mean, how do you see the dragons? I mean, I think we should all just put a disclaimer out there. Don't get Tyrell Sloan. Actually, Maddie, you love Tyrell Sloan, don't you? Surely not after Maybe. the trials. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, sarcasm, bro. Heavily. Heavily. <laughs> The thing with the um, that dragon's early draw, like it's uh, like I said in that article, take the first six weeks with a grain of salt and then reassess from there. But um, but dragons have the buy and then Gold Coast, Broncos, Sharks, Dolphins, Gold Coast in that first six weeks. It's you know it's as pretty friendly as it gets, apart from the Sharks, really. But I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they're none in fourth place. Brutal. Yeah, I can see that happening. At least I'll have two points from the buy. That's true. That's a solo get up. We'll be in front of the Warriors by then. There's 17 teams, so they'll be sitting ninth. (laughs) (laughs) And I've always been a big fan of yours, Perso. You you, you shoot straight from the hip. You tell people how it is, and that's always a good thing to have in Supercoach because it's it's a no-nonsense thing. Um, when Supercoach comes down to it, you know what I mean? A lot of people beat around the bush and give a bit of false information, but you've always been pretty good with telling people how it is, so I like that. Yeah, probably, I don't know if it's a bad habit or a good habit, but I'm like that in life anyway. <laughs> pretty mm. blunt. Speaking of then, um, have you got uh, a list of players? I believe Bergs was having a bit of a chat about it earlier as well. Um, a list of players that you think are highly owned and not worth the hype. Come well, round one. I've got a list of players. Yeah, yeah. list them and I'll let them know. There's quite a few. 
There's heaps. I've got, I've got, I've got like the list of them, probably most highly owned. Everyone above fifteen percent, pretty much. Um, couple of them are openers, couple of them aren't. So I'll probably go around the room and just get your opinions on this now. Cheese, cheese is uh four hundred seventy-eight thousand. Uh, average of forty-five point five. Sample size of twenty games last year. Forty-nine percent owned. Um, are you starting with him, Perso? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm not completely sold on him, to be honest. But um, at this stage, I'm just looking at Hooker and thinking, I'd just go great cheese, and if cheese does no good, then you can sort of downgrade to a Tanner Boyd or someone else that might be doing something. But it's just not a position to bugger around with too much. But I think there's a there is a bit of overhype with the cheese that he's going to explode. But price of a 44 average. He will make money, so he's not going to um, he's not going to be a bad pick. But I think some people that are expecting him to just to be a, a seventy average second hooker at price at forty four, I think might be kidding himself a bit. But um, there's definitely enough there to warrant making money. But I just have that. It's just a weird feeling I have that he's not going to be anywhere near as good as people think. I personally don't think he's got 80 minutes of solid football in him, if you know what I mean. He could probably get away with playing 80, but he's a 60-65 minute hooker. Um, and he's a bulldozing hooker. He's not a strategic, tactical hooker. Um, so he's more about himself than the team. And he'll have the, he'll have the weaponry around him to use, but I don't know if he'll know how to use it if you catch my drift. There's a lot of talk too that people think he's going to play the same role he played at Melbourne when he's going to roll into into lock play in the middle. But it's pretty specific that he went to um, the Chooks just to play hooker, and he's lost the weight to get down to his hooking rate. I, I don't think you know seeing spending much time in the middle. He'll play whatever he plays at hooker, and that'll be it. I think. Yeah, I think he's trained all preseason to play eighty at hooker straight up, and. I think he's definitely at least a 65 average man for the season and it'd be crazy not to start with him. Chuzzy, are you starting with him? Yeah, bro. He's been in my team every iteration. You know, I, he's got to be value. I'm, I'm on him or Tanner Boyd. Um, T- Tanner Boyd interests me just because... He's much more reliable to me than Tanner Boyd. Oh, he will be. He will be. Well, he, he'll, ha- he'll have base. He'll have the base of tackling in the middle that Tanner Boyd won't have. And you know he can score a try out of nowhere. Well, well, anywhere within the ten meter line, he can go at any time. Well, Tanner Boyd is. Yeah, well, he's you ninety thousand. Well, he's ninety thousand cheaper with a thirty-six average, um, eighteen games, twenty-three percent owned. Um, for me, I don't know if I'd have him there at halfback. If I had the money to get me two gun halves, that's where I'd go. But if I had to, if I had to save money, that's probably the only option you have. <clears throat> Up there, or Ray Stone's the other one who's highly owned at thirty percent. See, when I first started building my team, Tanner Boyd was like, "All right, value, right?" So he gets a starting seven spot, could be juicy, but that's the problem. You can only get him in those two positions, and I just feel there's way better value in the hooker. Yeah. And what is he? Five eight, yeah, seven. Yeah, he's going to be playing seven, but he's half a super back. coach as a five eight. No halfback, halfback, yeah, halfback, halfback. Yeah. Okay, so half yeah, halfback hooker. And it's just like I've seen better value in those positions or starting with guns himself personally. Like, what about you, Con? I'm taking a gamble on no clear return board at the moment. Really? And I'm, well, I've got Did Dave Fafita in my team, and if Dave Fafita fires, I'm hoping Tanner Boyd can at least feed off some of that. Capitalise on it, yeah, yeah. sweet. 
Well, Miss Surprising One, who's not overly owned there and going to the Tigers, I know it's a new a new Tigers team, but Arby Coruscant, like I know he's dear, he's 666,000. He's got an average of 63.3, played 22 games last year, which in years gone by, I've always worried about the longevity of Arpy. Like he's, he normally gets hurt quite a fair bit, and he played 22 games last year, which is probably a career best. Only 6% owned. Like, is that you think because he's gone to the Tigers, or it's just that the others just shit all over him? No, I think it's because he's gone to the Tigers personally, but. What weaponry? Oh, I think that, I think that could go either way. Look at the weaponry got they got there. They've bought well. Like they've bought. There's no Nath dominating the play. There's no Zayo. So Appy's going to be the one conducting most of it. Him and Ipat. Tiger Man Perso plus Clem Joe. Like they've got a really good four pack this year to lay a platform for Appy to do something. That's yeah. why I'm backing Luke Brooks to have a career year, six five pluser. Perso. Sight unseen, isn't it? Really, I wouldn't. You couldn't pick. Who are you going to leave out to pick? Coruscant or Hooker? It'd have to be Harry. Then, for the money, for the money that he is, it's it's Harry Grant. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to do that. If you'd probably go towards someone else, I suppose, before him. I just think Hooker is just somewhere not to get cute this year. I think it's it seems that obvious to go to Grant and choose. Option sometimes most obvious is most obvious. So that just I think I'm just gonna roll with that and leave it. I see sometimes most obvious for a reason. Yeah. As a Tigers man per se though, what do you see happening at the Tigers this year? Oh, I don't think we'll be bottom ninth. four. <laughs> if we're ninth, I'll be happy. <laughs> um we'll improve. I I worry about our depth in, in the spawn. So I I don't think we'll make the eight. Um, I'm pretty confident we won't make the eight. If we finish anywhere sort of around 12th, that'll be a successful season to build on 2024. A lot of people get carried away. I think it's a, it's, a lot, it's very hard to crack into that top eight. Like you look at the sides in that top eight, and I get back every side in that top eight to make the top eight again this year. It's a Who's going to drop out? It'll come down to injuries and all that sort of stuff. And there'll be a couple of salary. There'll be a log jam from 6th to 12th. Tigers could be in that mix if everything goes in their favour. If not, like, if they lose a couple of key players, like if they lose Dewey or Coruscant, I wouldn't think has to be in the bottom four again. Yeah. We've got a good pack, but if we lose, look, we just got nothing to back up our guns. So yeah. wait and see. Well, We'll move the front row. Big Steph, he's uh, 34% owned, only played nine games last year, only 319,000, uh, average of 30. Um, I don't ex- I don't expect him to improve too much. Like, he's bought too much around him for him to be so heavily owned for me. It's only because he's so cheap, I think, that he's getting the mention. His ownership exploded after that first trial. <laughs> Which, <laughs> he went from, like, about 9% to 33% after that first trial against the Warriors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow & Go Facial Set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. When we got tied up and he scored 73 or something in that game and everyone just jumped on him. He's not a bad option. I could. The thing was, he's in my side, but he's my third prop. I'm not going to play him in my 17 necessarily. Yeah. I'm not expecting him. A big output out of him. He'd be like a slow burn. Price at 33, he can at least average 45. He's going to make money. People yeah. chuck him in as their second front row forward thinking he's going to be averaging 60 or something. I think they're kidding themselves. I, I can see him being last year Spencer Lenny starting yeah, around that, that price and being a slow burn, maybe making 70, 80K, and that's about the max you're going to get out of him. You, you're never going to be able to play him. I don't think you're going to make enough cash to make it worth the trade out but later. So I think a boy. He's, he's in my team. So who do you go to? Oh, it will come down to teams list for me. Um, but at the moment, who are you thinking? For 319K, you haven't got much options. You probably look at, and if it, you're looking at the work rate as well, like he's probably going I've, to have. I've got Ben Murdoch Masilla. I know he has a buy first round, but playing on the edge of the Dragons, you know, he's just. I think pretty sure he played both the trials. I liked what I seen, and um, dual position I'm, versatility. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting on board Ben Myrtle Casilla. Yeah, yeah. I well, what's did the price at? Two hundred and thirty-four. Sorry, Myrtle Casilla. Look better than he's been for the last couple of years. Yeah, but and, the, I just I'll wait to see. I just can't trust talk with anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dragon. uh, Dragons packs pretty thin. No feelies. At least got 55, 60 minutes in that pack each week. Who do you play for in the World Cup, Tonga? Yeah. Yeah, so he does all right for Tonga. He, he's very impressive. Well, he, he had big raps on him coming back from the Super League, and then he's come into a Warriors team that had already given up the year before, so yeah. it's hard to make an impact. Yeah, he got a couple of injuries and put on a bit of weight yeah. too with the Warriors. Yeah, he looks like he's right. down. Yeah, I like what I've seen. I'm, he's definitely in my front row. All right, well, that. The next one's Pele, but he's semi-irrelevant. Uh, Cotter, uh, he's 623000 He's 23% owned at the moment. So I can see him being that guy, but is he is he the guy you'd start with? Like, have you got him in your teams? He's not in my team, though. No. no. No, he's not in mine at the moment. Only for the lack of upside. He's a safe hole, fella. Yeah. That's what you, like, he'll, yeah. he'll get you 55 to 75 every week. I just don't see any value. He's sort of priced about where he's at. Well, he's not a bad. I wouldn't you pick him. He's not a bad selection, but at front row, I think he's kind of trying to find a bit of value to start the season. So, uh, to me, there's not a lot of upside to him. Yeah, no yeah, one's going to totally uh, be stunned by round ten. Geez, I wish I started with Ruben Cotter. <laughs> well, that's what happened last year. He, well, I can he, see him averaging sixty-five to seventy, but yeah, like. Perso said that's about the max you can get. You might make a couple of bucks, but you're keeping him pretty much if you're buying him. Well, for the extra seventy-seven or eight thousand or something, you get Tarpany, who's now dual two. Who is who is in my team? 
I feel, he came into my team this morning. I feel he's now a must have with the dual position status. That's insane. Well, he's 21%. Happy. I don't think the dual really makes a difference because nah. he was always going to be front row anyway. Your front row. It's only if an injury happens through the year and That's you may I mean. need to move him down to accommodate. But for me, the dual. Definitely a bonus, but I've seen a lot of people all of a sudden picking Tarpany in the second row that haven't had him before. Yeah, that's just crazy. Today, and he's going, what are you doing? That's that's exactly what I've done. Exactly <laughs> what I've done. Can I just stress that? That is exactly what I've done. I got rid of I had Aaron Clark and oh, I took a screenshot of it, but I can't remember who the other well, one was. I'd reverse yeah, that. I'd be getting and rid put... of Clark to put That's probably not a bad move, but. I'd be yeah. putting Tarpany in place oh, got, of your no, gun front row that wait, you already wait. have and getting a gun back row. Wait, I got I got um, Tarpany and Teddy out of the trade. I upgraded KP to Teddy out of this as well. Yeah, that's that's irrelevant to the fact. Who's, who's next on your list, Bergs? Um, well, it was Tarpany's 21% own Welch. Now, he will he will make, make money. He's been named the captain on his own at Melbourne, so I sort of expect him to play decent minutes with that. I've I've been preaching him all preseason. Being yep, Welch in my team, locked in, ready to go. Now backflip, I'm on Big Nels, mate. Give me Big Nels, screw Welch, sign me up. Uh, Is, what was that per se? That's, oh, Nelson! <laughs> if he didn't get, he didn't make some movement on the weekend, geez, he was good. Oh, well, if you remember, yeah. if you remember, he finished the year on fire last Playing year. Back he, robot. Yeah, but he, he but. Just the confidence, well, you know, he was well, confident to throw the offload. He was Bromwich doing all gone. sorts. Both promises is gone. Kafushi's gone. So there's minutes available. Cheese is gone also throughout middle rotation. Now Tui Kamikamika has been injured for six weeks. So all sides point to Big Nils, yum yum. Would you start with I don't, both? Think I don't think Welch is going to be the one to benefit minutes-wise. He'll play his 50 to 54, but said he won't yeah. get any more. He won't necessarily get any less. That's... Bellamy always... Manages Welch because he can't afford him to be off the field and he can find an injury. So he sort of manages his minutes. And just because he's named captain, I wouldn't fall into that trap that all of a sudden he's going to be on the field for any longer. He'll be playing the same role he was going to play before. Mm. Well, I, I do see. You got Hughes, Master, and Grant that'll be running the show anyway. It's not like they need Welch on the field for 80 minutes. Yeah. Well, I do see the value of Welch, but I think he can average 60 and. Price at a 49 average. I think there's money there to be made, but it'll be slow money. And yeah. you want to upgrade eventually. I think Big Nels could be borderline keeper. Mm. We'll look into Big Nels for next week. Now, I've got Payne Huss next on the list. Um, 662,000, 63 average from last year, 20 games, uh, 20% owned. Now, he, he, he looked pretty good in the trials. Um, doesn't seem caught. Doesn't seem affected by off-field dramas. Um, would you would you start with him, or you can you can work your way towards him? Like that's what you've taught me in the past. With the front rowers, especially, you can easily make your money up to them a lot easier than getting on a half that's on a run or well, something like that. Well, I've like, been the exception in the last few years. Yeah, like front rowers don't exactly explode up a couple hundred thousand dollars over a couple of weeks. Yeah. But I do, I do see the value in Haas, but oh, he's not for me just because with that off-field issue, I, his mum gets sentenced to a decent whack. That could affect him who knows how. So She's I, getting a whack. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd rather go the extra 30-odd K to Tarpany and ride Tarpany out. 
Yeah. Um, and then the rest of them are just sort of cheapies and mid-rangers, like Viliami Fafita, not sure what he's doing there. Um, do you just know if he's getting a start at Manly? I know they're thin, but he hasn't had he's any. He's seven. He's 17. He's squad at the moment, so. Yeah, he's only 17% owned. Like, that's highly owned for a bloke who's – he's not really a hole filler at 200,000. Like, he's bottom dollar. You're going to need the bottom dollarist bloke to come in to sort of match that. Mm. I don't know why he's so highly owned. Moali's highly owned at 16%. So, but what, what about Schuster, 57%? He's just done his – well, he's got a calf issue. Well, he's – So, he, he's going to miss round one or he, round two. He was literally 62%. One o'clock this afternoon, so five percent of people already jumped yeah, off. Yeah, I was one of those five percent. I must admit. So I jumped off. I, I, I don't see. Definitely. I don't see why you're jumping off. I think he's a perfect loop option now for the two weeks running. But you also get four weeks to have a look at him and see if anyone else isn't performing and if he is performing. Me personally, I don't have him. I I upgraded him the other day. Um. Just because if someone's going shit in my second row, I see you got four come money to... time, I can downgrade whoever that is yeah. to Schuster and not ride out the. That's right. The, the loss of cash. If you had Schuster at five eight, you've got to think of something else because you're not going to carry him there, not playing. But if he, he's your sixth second row forward, you can include him there as a loop. But uh, we get an extra look now, so there's no real need to have him in. People say, oh, just keep him in for a trade. But what if whoever comes in for him, which is a fair chance either Weeks or Johns comes in and absolutely kills it for the first – and is he going to be – there's no date that he's actually coming back round three. He might be out for a couple of rounds. And if they kill it for those couple of games, then maybe he comes back off the bench or, you know, there's that sort of option. But he's easy, like if you, he's easier to get back in your sort than to get him out of the sort. Yeah, yeah, especially at 200k. His trial form is pretty nice, but he does give you that loop option too. Which I think this year I, I can't start with any genuine nuffs. You, you got to start with all the buys this year. You want 25 players playing, or at least if they got the buy in round one or two. So he's, if you selected him, he comes back round three. You've got a genuine loop option for the first two rounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's the highest owned second row and and five eight. I think I didn't really check that, but. He's definitely the second high. He's definitely the highest owned second rower. He's, he's the highest owned player at the moment. Is he? Oh, there you go. Still, yeah. um, well, Hopgood. Hopgood's the next sec in the second row. They want to talk about. He's two hundred ninety-eight. Sign 000. him up. Don't even ask questions. Just get him in your team and lock him down. Average of thirty-five point five after four games last year. Forty-eight percent owned. He should be a hundred, shouldn't he? Like by rights. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, off his trial form, his efforts yeah. were good on, in the trials. Yeah. Just, just get him in. You're not worried about Maddox coming back about nothing. affecting it? No? Per se? Not now with, not now with Lane busting his jaw and they're, they're short on edges. There's a, it was a little bit of a concern for me because Maddox was that dynamic off the bench last year playing sort of 60 minutes off off the bench in the middle of lock. Hopgood just looks that good, though. Like you you got to take the punt on him. But now, especially yeah. with Lane going, look, surely, um, surely Maddox can Comes back and plays on the edge when they're thin. They've lost Papali, Papali, and they've lost Nakoro. And now Lane's gone. He'll be won't be him. And Cartwright's gone. Well, they've got no options there. You've got Murchie and Dory. So surely Maddo comes back and plays on an edge. Murchie didn't look too bad in trials, but 
I'm, I'm fingers crossed Dory gets the spot for at least six weeks. Yeah, Makes cheap. Maybe a bit of coin, 234 or something like that. Yep. Um, next on the list is Cam Murray. Uh, 749,000. His efforts speak for himself. 71 average, I think, highest average in Bar IPAP um, last year. 20 games, 29% owned. Uh, very highly owned. I, I can't start him. The money's too high for me for what I want to do with the rest of my team, but... I honestly see him as probably the perfect anchor for that position. Like he's he's the guy, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm taking a gamble on BP fifty odd k, sixty odd k cheaper. I think he'll out average Murray by the end of the year. I will eventually look to get Murray in my team. Absolutely, and I couldn't doubt saying wrong for starting with him. But I think he's at pretty much where he's at. I think Fifi's going that way. Yeah. Per se? Yeah, I, I started off my first team and I had Murray locked in straight away, but then all these the second row forwards seem to be the spot where you're going to get a hell of a lot of value. All these sort of lower mids, there's so many options there. I don't think you can really start with more than one, maybe two premium guys. So And so Murray's probably going to have to chop out just because of that extra price. He's, he's going to be what he is, Murray. He is that. He's never, not going to go up and get out of reach. He's not going to be – so you can get him once you, these guys make their money. And you just sort of look at the upside type of things. Like surely there's there's other guys off the Twitter and that, that have got a little bit more upside in making coin to get there. And all these mids, so if you get the right ones, they're going to be – then you can upgrade to them. But there's the other side of the fact too where you can start a little bit heavier and then – because there's so many to choose from. If you don't get the right ones, you can drop a couple of guys that aren't actually performing that great that guns, and then you can drop in and pick up the guys that you sort of missed out. It's a bit of a catch-22. But, yeah, I think just salary caps that squeeze. I've, I've had to let Murray go. I've got further instead at the moment. All right. So, yeah, we'll move down to Haas. We'll get off second row. Um, Nath and Nico, we, we sort of both knew they were going to be heavily owned. Nath's 52% owned. Um, only played 14 games last year where this has swayed me over towards Nico a bit more because he played the 23 games. Um, he's 902,000, base at 85 average. Not sure he can maintain that to start, but I'm sort of willing to cop the bit of a hit um, in the cash. But he's 29% owned. Every year's not starting with them. I know you said you've been the chin. Yeah, I'm I'm off <laughs> Nay personally. Yeah. Um Nico, yeah, I mean, give it to me. I'm Nico's locked in, he has been from the start. And yeah, I'm taking a cheap option with the second one. Perso, could you pot either of them, bro? No, it's I'm I'm stuck on um both of them. I'm starting with both. Pretty strong. I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. I I can't see a world where it's going to go good for me without them both. It's nah. I, I just can't. I look at the the draws with the sharks. I, I thought about. Well, Nico's starting to get up now. He he was down to about twenty percent a couple of weeks ago. He's close to thirty now. But you sort of think which you're going to start with a chin, and then so you, if you any pod Nico, you sort of look at a Sam Walker or something like that. But I just I I just going to run with it. Just roll with those two. I just think it's too, it's too hard to um, get them both back in if they both go off. 
Like, I like Jerome Hughes. I really do. I like what he puts up with no Pappenhausen inside. Um, no, but Con said it last week, right? If he had the goal kicking, which those two do have, he'd be on the same level, but that's it. If For a round, you're not saving much, 100K, 150K. My, my thing is that I did take that into consideration, right, that they he doesn't have the goal kicking. Melbourne traditionally come out the blocks hard. They are the probably most ready team come round one into the first five, six rounds of anyone, and they normally pack on some points. If you look at their for and against from the past few years, like I know it dipped out towards the end of last year, but they score a lot of points, which could if he's got his hand in them tries or scoring them tries himself, um, that could take the goal kicking out of the equation sort of thing. Well, I think they won like their first eight or nine last year and then won like seven of their last 19 or something like that. Something ridiculous. They're not the exact numbers, but they were ravaged by injury, though. And they still get the wins, bro. That's yeah. the thing. Like they still, and 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 Hughes does. I'm pretty sure it wasn't me that done the research, and I haven't looked into it myself. I'll be honest, but I'm pretty sure Hughes scores a lot better with no Pappenhausen in the side. Um, personally, yeah, Con said something about him averaging eighty. Um, when Pappenhausen isn't in the side a couple of weeks ago. Perso, could you have him? Or no? No, nah. <laughs> nah, he just it. doesn't have that ceiling. Doesn't have that ceiling. He yeah. um he's got he's got a pretty low floor. Like he, he doesn't get too many scores on a fifty, but he's at he just get you he'll average around seventy again, but it'll be boy getting scores between fifty and eighty most of the time. You're not yeah. gonna get hurt. We're not owning him, but that's it. He doesn't have those big one fifties in him that Cleary and, and Hines do. That's that's the thing. If, you if you're gonna go take off. If you're gonna go Melbourne half, you you jump on Munster, don't you? Yeah, surely. Especially he's only fifteen percent owned or even less or something. Fourteen, yeah, he's fourteen percent. And yeah. he's one of those blokes that does have that high ceiling. He creates 100%. stuff. Hughes had four scores over hundred last year, but no score over hundred and ten. There you go. So he can hit that century, but that's about his mark. Well, yeah, like we can move into five eight centers. We're going to Mad Dog. Um, I expect this to change over the since the um, Ponga getting a duel to five eight status. Um, Burton is at thirty four percent, and Dewey's at twenty two percent. Burton played twenty four games to Dewey's eleven. Um, I just take into consideration Dewey when he first came back last year. He got moved around a lot because of Hastings and. Brooks, he did. I think well, he started coming back from an ACL too, and he, and he's starting out in the center. Yeah, so, the and still finished with a fifty nine point four average. Starts a year at sixty two, uh, six hundred twenty four thousand six hundred. Money to be made, I think, still in Dewey. Hundred percent. Can we put it out there that Dewey's a shit option and no one going near him? Really. <laughs> Yes, yes, you can definitely put it out there. I, 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 don't, I, pick, you know, I was loving that he was under 15% for so long, and now he's he's creeped up to 20, and by the time two or two comes around, he's going to be close to 30, I think, which is disappointing. But um, he's a lock and load. One more first pick. I don't understand how Burton's more owned than him. Well, oh, I, I know Burton's got a shiny new toy and kick out, but. And well, it's and like Bert, they've improved much more than the Bulldogs, in my opinion. But the Bert, Bert, that's the thing. Burton's been around the last couple of years and on the rise, whereas 
Dewey's been out with his injury and then ease back in off the bench. Yeah, so the year hasn't before that, he averaged, what, nearly 80 or something? Yeah, yeah don't get me wrong. I remember. Oh, this is why we're saying, he sh- like, he'll be fine. Look look what they've put around Burton. Uh, sorry, look what they've put around Dewey, and Dewey will be back to full fitness, full strength. He, Luke Brooks is his regular house partner, so he'll be used to that. With a hooker like Appy, who's actually going to create more space yeah, for right. him on the edge. Exactly. You've, seen, you've seen the loss for Penrith. Yep. Like the the deception's not there anymore, and the, it's Penrith struggled a lot against and St. Helens. Shiny kick out of there either. No, like Dewey's got Bateman outside him, and then Noffa playing on the wing. I like the whole right side of the Tigers. Well, see, and okay, so here's the thing that uh, is overlooked about Noffa, I find, and what's making Noffa seem juicy to me. He went to the Storm last year. Right, so if he was lazy, if he had lapses in defence, any of that shit, oh, they would have, yeah, they would have beat that out of him real quick, man. You want to put on a Storm jersey? Like, uh, we'll put you in Reggie's. Like, he would have still had to earn his spot, man, like it's the Storm. I know they were rough, but you've got to be up to the standard because otherwise there's no point playing it. There was a reason they had to get him, they were struggling. I do, I do get that. <laughs> I definitely do get that. But I feel like he's going to be... You, go there, you, you can't just... Dog. Oh, well, you had to have me, and Crazy's kind of cop that. No, yeah, no. exactly. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, so coming back to the Tigers, I think he knows what it's like to win games again and to have that fire, and he would have seen stuff down there in the way their clubs run and in the change rooms and stuff that hopefully he's brought back with him. He's an older head. He's been there for a while. So, yeah, I'm, I can see Dewey, uh, Dewey and Noffa both having massive years. Off the back of what Dewey we saw a couple of years ago and where they've them. been, what they've been through, like yeah, things could be red hot. What was that per se? Dewey does love a cutout pass and bypass in the centre yep. straight to the winger as well. Yep. Oh, and if he's got Bateman or iPad there as well, he's he's got a gun running. He's either got a bulldozer or the bloke running an awkward line that no one can tackle. Uh, yeah, yeah, that we can go there. The, which worries me a little bit, but um, hopefully. Uh, so Brooks, if Brooks is a massive confidence player. If he can get his confidence behind that back, he'll have a good season. But if he doesn't, he, he just oh, – he's so time he just put Chrissy Lawrence in the hospital by throwing that ball, even though he shouldn't. <laughs> he just get pole-axed every time. Like the player was on, he, he couldn't have it. Nah, it shouldn't throw it. I'm going to throw it anyway. He just get whacked. He could still but, be playing um, now, poor Chris Lawrence. Uh, he Brooks shortened his career by five years already. <laughs> But, yeah, I think Noffer and Dewey are another duo like Boyd and Fafita that I'm going to run with. Yeah, very nice. All righty. Uh, all right. Um, look, there's a heap of um, centre wings and stuff. I can't find it. Where is it? Oh, yeah, there it is. There's a heap of centre wings, so I might just go straight to fullback. Centre wings, the top the top blokes are Alamotti at 47%. A.K. Pereira at 43%. Charles Nickel Clockstad at 38 The Hammer at 31 And then we start talking real people like Val at 30 And then Brian Toto, this is the one I wanted to talk about with you boys mainly. Um, he's he's based at a 59.3, 15, 15 games, 19% owned. If he was to get named on the left, would he become probably the most valuable um Center winger, or is it all gone because of Arpy's Arpy's gone? And because Kicks is gone, especially down that left edge. It definitely hurts it, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, uh, I think everyone gets wound up in that the the 
COVID, the anomaly season of 2021 was uh, what he averaged 84. That was just a like I don't take like I I love his stats. I look back. I normally when I do stuff, I look back two or three seasons. But the game's changed in the last couple of years. I don't 2021. I don't even bother looking at it. Was that especially for attacking players? It was just the way that Sixers generally got bought in, and it's just. Forget about that altogether. If you look at the season before, so it was exactly where he is now. I don't know if there's a hell of a lot of upside in him, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I think it's just the consistency that he gives you at centre wing. Like, but yeah, in yeah, saying that, Val, like Val and Garrick give you that. Yeah, with a much bigger yeah. upside. Yeah, I just wanted to know if the, your thoughts. If the, to me, I think that the game's changed for Penrith with no RP, no kicks. Um. It's going to take the left edge is not going to be nowhere near as threatening. I think now he's probably better off staying on the right where Nafe's going to use Crichton, who's going anyway. I just use him as a battering ram as much as possible. And that might benefit Tyo. Well, Liam Martin doesn't mind contact either. Yeah, that's true. But Fenner's going to have to change the way they play. Yeah. Surely. Um, and then just, oh, Percy, you got anything to say on that one? No, no more than I yeah. Warbrick, who I think should be spoken about if he does get that wing spot at Melbourne. Surely, yeah, he's a lock. Yeah, with a, you with could play him. With an ACL, surely Warbrick's a lock in. Well, you, you could honestly play I'm him in your 17 him. every week as just as a Melbourne winger. He's in my 13 right now. There you go. There you go. Um, he looks bloody my... good, man, for two trials. Yeah. He's, he's got a bit about him, Warbrick. Yeah, busy, big body. And on the end of the storm back line, what more can you want? Yeah, cheering. Yeah, just in the fullbacks, we've only really got three to talk about. Um, Teddy's at 42%, 79.5 average. Uh, played 23 games last year, pretty good for Teddy. Normally does not get out the 23. I was a bit surprised to see 23 actually when I seen it. Um, then Turbo, 35% owned, but off, I expect if he gets named round one, surely you got to jump on, even if they do have the buy round two. He's 577,000, base at a 61 average. We all know what he can do. Um, I understand the theory that behind where you get a free two weeks, pretty much to have a look at in three weeks even. But I'm getting those round one points. I think they have a tough matchup, if I recall. <laughs> Who cares? It's turbo back to fighting fit, ideally. I think it's a dogs, dogs at Brookvale in round one, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a tough game for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. It is that. Um, and then Trell. Trell's 15% owned. Um, 84 average last year, 14 game sample size. Um, would you start with the Trell? You you love the Trell, Con, so. Goal kicker. So Latrell. I'm not starting with him. Just because of his price. I think I think there is maybe a little bit more in him, maybe ninety, but I think where he's at price wise is probably going to be the highest I'm going to pay for him all year, maybe a little bit more. So 
I'm willing to hope he drops has a few quiet rounds. Someone else like a Reese Walsh or something can make me some coin and do a swapsies. Yeah. Per se. There's only three options at fullback for me, which is Teddy Trill and Turbo. You've got to yeah. have two of the three. I really don't yeah. see anything else. I, I was tossing so, up Drinky. I was tossing up Drinky just because of their draw, but yeah, I, I, you can't really. It's not as safe as Teddy Turbo, you know? Because of the price, like he's priced up a fifty-five average, which he's never had. Like it's, he's potentially twenty points if he doesn't go nuts. He's just pretty much twenty points under. It's turbo. But, he uh, tends to go nuts. Yeah, that's it. And it's just, is that the, and because of the ownership now, look, I would love to anti pod Teddy for the first couple of rounds so they have the buy, but because of that ownership, it's just too risky against the Dolphins and the Warriors. Yeah. Tedesco has only scored, since he joined the Roosters in 2018, he's only scored over 39 once in the first round in five years. And it's called over, under. Oh, over. Yeah, he has only scored over 39 once in five years in round one. Robinson starts the Roosters slow. Remember, it's all about that team. That's it. I, if I've got, I was in my side and I probably won't get rid of him, but I will not. Everyone will be going, Oh, you got to captain him against the Dolphins. I won't be captaining him against the Dolphins. So <laughs> it's just a, Hopefully, it's Friday night footy. Like I just can't use it. He just he had one score two years ago, which was, which was admittedly 152 or something, but everything else yeah. has been 39 was his high score. He just, for whatever reason, he just comes out and dusts the cobwebs off and then. Uh, Dolphins and oh. Warriors, though, against the Warriors in round two, scares me not owning Tedesco. Yeah. I'm off at the moment. Did he just Did he? always yeah. scores well against him? I just got on him. Well, I heard you say AJ. Oh, if I'm jumping on AJ, AJ for me, I'd jump on at 5-8 just because you've got Teddy Turbo and Trell down there. Yeah. Like AJ for me has got the low floor, like he can easily go back-to-back 20s. <laughs> And then, Ends. you know, he can easily give you nothing. Whereas these other guys, much bigger dudes, so they inject themselves a lot more. Like, AJ's a little fella. I take nothing away from his effort. He just doesn't have the break tackle ability that they do. He's, he can break a line, but it's normally done by speed, not pure aggression. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I like Luttrell for the goal-kicking option. Souths are known for, you know, scoring heaps of points. Yeah. They haven't changed a great deal. they got a tough draw, bro. I think everyone's sleeping on Trill. Really? I think everyone's sleeping on Trill. I don't understand why. Oh, it's staunch on having a Teddy Trill as my two fullbacks locked in until Turbo sort of rocked up with his hamstring and been so underpriced. Otherwise, I'll just start with Trill and Teddy. Yeah, but that's it. Turbo's in the equation, like you said, 55 average. Out of all your guns that you had, the only two players, like everyone had ridiculous high averages, like fucking 145 for Turbo and 108 or something for Cleary. The only two players that went from 2021 to last year that averaged up higher from that year was Munster and Luttrell. That of all your guns. They actually went yeah. better last year than they did with that anomaly season. Well, Munster, Munster was, was off anomaly. the piece. Yeah, and Luttrell came back from the fucking hamstring wizard and he was... A completely different player. He was just unbelievable. Fit as. He came back fit. 
Yeah, it was different. Now, what do you it, want to talk it about? It scares per me se? not owning either of those two, Master and Matril. It scares me not owning either of Master and Matril. And they're so low ownership compared to, and they're season guns, and their ownership is ridiculous. They're 15 and 14%. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's crazy low. I mean, now you guys have got me thinking. Well, this was the thing last year. Munster. Oh, hang on. Per se, would you go Latrell and Munster? Obviously not over Hines and Cleary. I think that's the thing because I think everyone just that's thinks thing, Hines yeah. and Cleary are those walk-up starts where you, you spent that it. much money there. You can't go Trell and Munster as well. I've got to side with all four of them in it and Dewey and I'm fucking light as fuck at center wing. Yeah. So there's no homes. And no, then you just rely on those cheapies. Which could but be but it, if you've got all them, well, then maybe you can rely on the cheapies in the center wing because if you go on guns in the center wing, well, then you're sacrificing elsewhere and then you're losing points there. So Exactly. It's a, it's a balancing act, and that's why I haven't touched my sword for two weeks. I just wait till TLC and find out who the must-have cheapies are, throw them in first, and then I'll, I'll go which way I'm going to go with that. But I just, you do it. Because they're such low ownership and they're just premium season gowns, Munster and Latrell really, I, I won't be surprised if I find a way to fit both of them in. You're doing it all wrong. If you build six teams a day and take screenshots, I do, by the time <laughs> like kickoff comes, you've had every single person in your team. You can just go, you know what, I had that in a team at one point. <laughs> There's plenty doing it. Year. I just went berserk. Uh, the worst start was season I've ever fucking had. <laughs> That's what happens, eh? You overthink it, bro. That yep. and I had fucking five injuries in round one. It was a fucking shocker. Captain the twos against the Tigers with Grant out, and he got one, so I could double two. Oh, that's right. He got a head knock or something, eh? Well, round one last year, I scored exactly half of what I scored in the first four round. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk to Perso about, Chuzzy? Want to have a chat to Perso about, yeah, what's your strategy for dealing with buy rounds now that the buy rounds have all changed, obviously, with the 17 in the competition um, and and boosts. I mean, the, the other new elements of the game, we were, you know, we weren't even sure if it was yeah. going to stick around and obviously it's back. Oh, I like the boosts. Um, I think it's, it's, I don't think it's too much of a strategy you can use with the boosts. You can sort of have a plan, but um, it's totally time specific and, like, if you get a heap of injuries and stuff, you might plan, I might want to use these boosts of the extra buy rounds or, you know, I want to save a couple for the last round. But you get hammered with injuries in one round and then it comes in handy to use them over two weeks to sort of fix that sort of problem. So I don't think there's any real right or wrong approach with the boosts. Totally team specific. This is a bit specific if I can talk properly. Um, the weekly buys, I think, shouldn't be overthought about, but shouldn't be underestimated either. I think you really need to have a look at the draw and see which teams and have the buyers early and which teams don't. Which is that article I wrote with um, Playbook. You don't want to load up on sides. Like the Roosters, everyone thinks the Roosters have got a really good draw at the start of the season, so you want to load up with four or five of them, but they have the buy straight away, and then you're stuffed. So I think that's just an example. It's not what I'm doing, but it's just an example of what you might want to do. Or you might be looking at as far as plays you want. So you need to take that into consideration. I think more so with the weekly boys, I don't think you can really afford to have 
start the season with those nuffies as you start playing. I think you really need 24 players that are playing, especially with HIAs and all that stuff. It's just going to get even more cracked down on you. Uh, you just can't afford to have two or three guys that just aren't in the side thinking that they might get a run later in the season, like your Katoas or your Howitz and those sort of guys that are highly owned. This is a prime example of that. I don't think you can start. If they're not named in the 17 to start with, piss them off out of side. You can't have them there just hold the place. You get the next week, you get two injuries you're not thinking of, and there'll be HIOs or a suspension or something like that. All of a sudden, you could be struggling to make up numbers on one of those rounds. You have to leave. So you sort of need a full a full squad. And then I wouldn't look with the buy rounds, the three major buy rounds coming back this year with Croke. I wouldn't look too much into that to start the season with. If it came down to a 50-50 decision between a guy who plays around 13 and a guy doesn't, then maybe that might make a decision for that. But that'll all sort of fall in place, especially when you only need 13 in each round. So That's it. Your best 13 is going to change things up through those rounds anyway. I think it's going to have less influence. Yeah. Don't need to overthink that far ahead. And then you've got time to reassess what the guys are going well well the, the the thing i'll put together for the first six rounds it could be totally different by round six it's like last year you, last year's a prime example of why you don't put too much emphasis into the early draw because no one rated the the uh, cowboys or the broncos at all last year cowboys are probably favorites for the spoon and then they come out and killed it and they're both in the top four yeah, okay. so by round six you're sort of reassessing even the sharks no one thought the sharks go as well as they did they thought they'd improve and not be right up there so who knows what this year's going to install? Are players allowed to play with COVID now, that, like the cricket, or? Can players play with COVID now, like the cricket? Not sure. Sam Walker had COVID in the trial on the weekend. He was out, so I don't know. I don't know if that's a choice, a personal choice, or I don't think there's a, an NRL mandate anymore. Okay. That's- we can go to work with COVID. You can play footy. Yeah, well, you can pretty much do anything with COVID these days. That's it. And that COVID excuse could have just been, no, we're resting at half. We don't want to give too much away before the season yeah. starts. Exactly. So, it's easy to get a dirty COVID stick. Well, that's it. So, big game, push comes to shove. Player's got COVID, he's playing. Probably, yeah. Well, who's testing? He's not the one, yeah. Be the same yeah. as if you had the flu. Oh, don't you worry, Queensland will come. The whole Queensland team will come down with COVID during Origin. Oh, I bet. It's pretty plain. And we'll still come out and win. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, well, sweet. Perso, you got any any um, plugs or any other places uh, people can find you or they can listen to you? Where you been lately? But um. A bit of a podcast slut those days. I just pop up everywhere. That boy. I've got my own show going these days, but uh, which I'm working on, trying to get the time to get the one. It probably be the end of this season, but um, I'll pop up on All Stars and Tragics and you guys, and write a little bit for Super Ghost Playbook, and then just floating around all the usual groups. I'll try me. It's hard to up. get some Perso time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Perso. It's been a pleasure having you. No doubt we'll have you back throughout the season. We always love having you around. Um, yeah, bring on TLT, really. I mean, it's just that hard thing. I, I just looked at my team then. I, I can see why you've got that rule of don't uh, don't look at your team for a few weeks once you've watched those trials because uh, 
dead set every time I get around these boys, I pull out my phone, just dump my team, start again. It's ridiculous. Absolutely oh, ridiculous. Mate, and now I've got no idea what I'm doing or what I was planning. I've been pretty staunch this year just to fucking leave it alone and I'll worry about it next week. They'll probably just yeah. wipe it all together and just throw in the cheapies that you must have first and then go from there. That's the best way, bro. I think anyway, because you can build your side off that. Like, you know, you have to have these cheapies. They're the only cheapies on offer or the only decent ones on offer. So from there, you can build your squad like properly rather than going heavy first. Like, don't get wrong, you still got to get your, your obvious guns, but. But you get them as soon as you fill it up on those cheapies. Yeah. And you start at the top and work your way down. It's crazy to think yeah, the turbo is basically a cheapie this year, hey? He's like, definitely but, way unders. Yeah, like, like for, for fullback, like that's cheap for a fullback. He's like, a bitty. Yeah, right. Like Lockie Miller's more expensive than he is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Even if you forget about 2021, which everyone should, where he's 145, he's never going to go near that again. Yeah. Prior to that, he was always a 70s, always a like a high 70s average. Well, so from – 2018 or something to 2020, the top three fullbacks consistently were KP, Teddy, and um, Turbo. Not specifically in that yeah. order, but, yeah, they were the top three there. And then Trell, I think, made a – Cameo. Yeah. So it's, it's, you'd have to, even if Turbo doesn't set the world on fire, he's, he's going to average fucking high 70s, you think. That so was that more a hint, get KP in your team. Nah, don't. Stop trying to talk people into KP. You're just a Knights fan. KP, KP I you love it. hundred <laughs> percent. Put it this way. If Con went into the toilet instead of Kurt, man, there's no questions about what was happening. Blow and then blow. Actually, now, 100%. That, um, now that KP's got Jewel, it's 5'8", took him over Dewey, so we get Dewey's numbers down. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but it's KP. I mean, the way you talk about it is if you suck his cock in a heartbeat, so one can only assume, Con. Is it one time at Paris Stadium? Yeah. but more power to those people that do. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a great conversation. See you next time. Stay coachy, coaches. Thanks, Percy. Say bud. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.